This week's episode of Kaiju Weekly is proudly sponsored by our friends at Toku Toy Town. Check out their vast selection of kaiju collectibles, Henshin Hero toys, and even rare Safube at tokutoytown.com. And stay tuned later on in the episode for a very special discount code just for you, the Kaiju Weekly listener. Back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Michael, better known as the Kaiju Groupie, and today I have back with me in the hot seat our good friend of the podcast and fellow podcaster and co-host of the Henshin Men podcast, Nathan Marchland! Put me in, coach! I'm ready to play. (laughs) (laughs) I've been saying that joke for a good couple of hours. You're welcome. I like it. I like it. Well, thank you, Nathan, for for filling in. If anyone out there uh, listening is wondering where our usual co-host or where my usual co-host Travis is, uh, Travis needed to take this week off. Uh, He had some personal stuff to take care of, and he will be back next week. But since we didn't want to miss a week uh, and leave you, our faithful Kaiju Weekly listeners, without an episode, um, Nathan so graciously filled in because he's already playing double duty with the Henshin Men podcast. So why the heck not? Uh, At this point, I'm captain of the Kaiju Weekly B team, as it is, which is why I I, I have a there's a very important question I must ask, Michael. Mm. Is this a regular episode or a bonus episode? This is technically a regular episode because this is a part of our out of this world monster month because we try to come up with pithy themes every month. So October is out of this world monsters. So we're talking about all things space this month. And so uh, we actually had another movie planned for this week. But I wanted to save that film until Travis could be back with me next week. So all of the trivia answers that we got for this week, um, we will be reading those. We will we will be giving we will you know we will doing audience participation next week when Travis comes back. But this week we're just going to be talking about something pretty special. Yes, but I, the reason I asked that is because Elijah, I know you're listening. Hashtag winning. Ah, yes. The ongoing war between you and the preschooler. I got it. Okay. Ah, yes. Yes. And I'm still beating the child. Oh, no, you can't say that on air, Nathan. Uh-huh. You, can, you can't say that on a No, no. I, I have to stop you there. Uh, you cannot say beating a child on air. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You missed the sad trombone. <laughs> I <the> sad trombone. <laughs> No, that is a very sad toy. I'll do it for you. Yeah, never do that again. Anyway, uh, considering this is a regular episode of the podcast, uh, we do want to mention a little bit of news. In the spirit of it being a regular episode, let's cue the beady beady. So uh, there, there is news to talk about. Uh, but one major news item I can't talk about because I am forbidden from talking about it 
until my co-host gets back next week. But the good thing is you guys have already talked about it. If that hey, makes any sense at all. You mean the, uh, you know, the shit. Uh -huh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the, the ramen kiter. Yeah. Yeah. That. From a little, from a little, from a little gentleman called, um, Hedy, Hedy, what, what's his name? Oh, no, no, is it? Oh, no. Kano. Yeah. Kano. Okay. So, so Kidiaki Kano. Yes. Is doing Shin Ramen Kiter for his next movie in 2023, um, which we will have more details on. Yeah. Next week, when I'm allowed to talk about it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because or, my co, make, the little bonus episode we did for pension men. I may actually, I may link that in the show notes. So if you're really interested in Shin Ramen Kiter, uh, please check the show notes for that bonus episode of Henshin Men, where you guys go into great detail about this Shin Ramen Kiter movie that's coming from Kiriaki Kano mm -hmm. uh, in 2023. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Next little bit of news we're going to cover. Dino Fury, Power Rangers Dino Fury, the next half of season one is coming to Netflix October the 17th. Um, it's going to be a good time. I've really enjoyed Dino Fury so far. What about you, Nathan? I've enjoyed Dino Fury more than I expected. Uh, I've been a little bit trepidatious about checking out these Hasbro era. <laughs> I think that's Kind of what yeah, I think yeah, we can probably call it the Hasbro era or the um the it's still technically the Nickelodeon era because they still air it on Nickelodeon. But we can go ahead and call it the Hasbro era because Hasbro is doing such a fantastic job of spearheading uh Power Rangers so far that we've seen. Uh I know there's a lot of news and a lot of things surrounding Dino Fury right now. Um and I don't want to spoil anyone. Uh, so I encourage everyone just to go check out Power Rangers Dino Fury. It's fan it's a fantastic season so far on Netflix. The first half of the first half of uh, the first half of uh, Dino Fury is on Netflix right now. Episodes one through eleven, episodes twelve through I think twenty two or twenty four will be on Netflix in two weeks. Now the you and I have both seen one episode of it because. Somebody uh, got their ooh, on, yeah. Someone yeah. got bits on one of the episodes and put it on YouTube. I don't know if that was an official thing, but that they, is not an official thing. It is not an official thing. He's gonna um, be all kinds of trouble. But yeah, I've yeah, it's yeah, and it's, it was better than I thought it would be. I was pleasantly surprised by that episode because I went in and watched it too. I, I was pleasantly surprised by it myself. I was really scared that they wouldn't do that character justice. Um, and I was, again, without, without saying too much, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. Also, I have to say they, it's almost like they knew that the, the, the hardcore old school fans are going to be watching. So they're like, we're going to do our due diligence and we're mm -hmm. Hey, not not just lip service. We're going to go the extra mile and say we didn't forget about continuity. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's I, I. That's one thing that really has bugged me about some of these more modern Power Ranger series is, especially Beast Morphers. Beast Morphers was really notorious for this, I believe. Um, they were notorious for forgetting continuity and just making stuff up as they go, along with 
redubbing some of the scenes from the original show. But Dino Fury did the same thing. Yeah, they did. Technically, yeah, they did. But I I was pleasantly surprised by the dubbing that they the redubbing that they did. I was I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't like it wasn't terrible, I should say. So that ends our news segment for this week. And I know this is going to be a stacked episode and I wanted to keep that news segment pretty breezy because Nathan, I have a question for you. Oh, would you like to play a game? Yes, I would like to play a game. Okay. Because I have a game for you. Because apparently we do the saw voice now when we want to play a game. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm just here for it, man. Um, I prefer the I prefer the one from uh, War Games. You ever seen War Games? With oh, I haven't seen War Games in forever. Yeah, I was like, would you like to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> How about thermonuclear warfare? <laughs> Mister Marchand, would you like to play a game? <laughs> Oh, Mr. Opportunity. I'll have to put that into a future script. And all of your listeners who don't also listen to my show are terribly confused right now. <laughs> all right. So the game that I actually have for us is a fan favorite. Well, I think it's a fan favorite. We haven't gotten we haven't gotten any complaints yet. So I'm gonna assume it's a fan flavor. It's a fan favorite. It's actually a favorite of mine and Travis's. Uh, this is one of the original games that we came up with to play when we don't really have a whole lot of news to talk about. Um, and it is called guess the bad review. So for anyone new to this podcast, the way this works is I went to the deepest, darkest corners of the internet and I pulled in bad reviews for some of your favorite and not so favorite movies, uh, (laughs) so that we could read these out on the podcast. And I'm going to have Nathan, my guest host right now, guess what movie that they're talking about in their review. So well, Nathan. I haven't mentioned is that you're reveling in this right now because for once you're not on the receiving end. You are correct. <laughs> and and since this, since the episode, well, you are if you know the episode, if you've seen the episode title, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about Ultraman. We're going to be talking about something to do with Ultraman later. So I thought it was going to be fun to do a Henshin Hero themed guess the bad review. So <laughs> all of these are going to be Henshin heroes. Uh, so we're talking Common Rider, Power Rangers, Super Sentai, Ultraman, uh, uh, just whatever I can find on the internet. There, <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot. Um, Is Cutie Honey on the list? <laughs> oh, I wish. I didn't think about, when I was looking for these, I did not think about Cutie Honey, honestly. I wish I had of. I wish I, I wish, I wish, I wish I had of. on it, Nathan. Why didn't you say this earlier? Um <laughs> this whole thing's last minute so (laughs) right so so the caveat is some of these some of these reviews give away too much information obviously so what i have done is i have replaced all of the important words in this review with potato (laughs) so anytime i say potato you know that it was probably a pretty important word in the review Mm mm-hmm so I'm going to start you off with something a little bit easy, okay? Okay. Um, I keep my Henshin men cred here. So okay, let's keep. Let's see if you can keep your Henshin card. Actually, as actually, 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 let's 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 play. Let's let's make this a real game. Oh, let's no. make. We're going to keep a score sheet. Oh snap! We're going to keep a score sheet, and we're going to see how many. I have seven reviews here, and we're going to see how many out of seven you're going to get right. Ah! 
Okay, here we go. First one. <clears throat> An okay horror movie that also happens to have potato stuff in it. Eh, it could be better. An okay horror movie that happens to have potato stuff in it. Huh. One thing came to mind, but I don't know if... Oh, man. I'm just... I'm running different Henshin Hero movies through my head. I'm just trying to think. Uh, uh, no, I, I mean, I think Turbo is terrifying, but for different reasons. But... It, <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm just going to go with my first instinct, even though there's some dispute over what this thing, this thing's title should be now. I'm going to say Common Rider Shin. You would be Common Rider Shin? Yeah, Common Rider. Uh, Common Rider Shin Prologue or Shin Common Rider Prologue? You are. You are incorrect. Ah, okay. You are, you are incorrect. Um, actually, the 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 title of that the title the title of that movie is actually you were close. It is a common writer movie, so good for you for picking up on the horror theme. But it was common writer the next. Ah, okay. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've, I've seen the first one. I've seen the, the first, but I haven't seen the next yet. I couldn't find a good. I actually tried to pull up the first, but I couldn't find a good review for that one. That was actually couldn't find a bad review, or I couldn't find a, a extremely bad review for that. All these are like half star and one star. Okay. Um, okay. So here's your next one, Nathan. Potato is really silly. Potato with a metal mullet is super silly. Oh, Father Trucker. Oh man. Oh, 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 metal mullet. Dang it. Oh, oh, frick. Ah, metal mullet. What the frick has a metal mullet? <laughs> you sadist. Ah, <laughs> oh. wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. I think I got it. Okay. Hakider? No, it is not Hakider. Mm. It is actually, and you're going to feel really silly for this, it is actually Ultraman the Next. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Because his helmet looks a bit like dreadlocks. I get it. Yeah, or yeah, the hair. Yeah, so you are currently O for two. Err. You can you can redeem yourself, Trap. You can. I called you Travis. I don't know why I called you Travis. That's my but, terrifying. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but you you can redeem yourself, Nathan. I have faith in you. So <clears throat> the next one, the next review. Wait, let me take my glasses off because I want to make sure you're not. Is uh, that, you you had Common Rider the next, and then Ultraman the next. I'm detecting a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay, so the next one is. I watched half of this on Rab IT like a month ago with Tim, whoever Tim is. 
but it was late and we were both like, eh, let's go to sleep. This movie really is honestly cringe. Tim finished it and told me it was God awful, but I didn't expect this awful. The final action sequence is the, this final, the final action sequence in this film makes Transformers Dark Side of the Moon look like Dunkirk in comparison. Holy crap. <laughs> well, what did, what did they view this on? Uh, Rab it R A B B I T. I don't know what that is. R B I T Rabbit, Rabbit. Yes, Rabbit. Rabbit with one B. R R R A B B dot I T. Oh, Rab dot I T. I don't even know what the frick Rab dot I T is. Italian. Uh, Maybe a town. It's a, but that doesn't, but don't focus on that. Don't focus on that. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can mess with these context clues here. So they're talking about, uh, they talk about Dunkirk, Mm -hmm. about Dark of the Moon, Mm -hmm. Rabbi T, C, I, Henshin Hero, Mm -hmm. Power Rangers 2017. Ding, 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 ding. You got the first one. You got your first one right. Congratulations. Congratulations, Nathan. It was. That review came in for Power Rangers 2017. My favorite Power Rangers movie of all time. <laughs> uh, don't lie. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jack and JR. Um, okay. The next one, Nathan, mm-hmm. just simply says... To be honest, some of the monsters are hot. <laughs> and, if, and honestly, if you get this one right, this speaks more towards your character than the reviewers. <laughs> I want to say cutie honey, but you've already told me it's not cutie honey, but there are no... no- I forgot about cutie honey, honestly. And, and I can, okay, I will tell you this. It is not sexy Rangers. <laughs> Sorry, Elijah. <laughs> it's not, it's not sexy Rangers. I, I can tell you that for sure. Okay. Some of the, honestly, some of the monsters are hot. Uh, <laughs> was this written by one of the Godzilla Mothra shippers? I'm just <laughs> No, I, no idea. No idea. I found this review. I believe I found this review on Letterbox. Letterbox. Okay. Uh, uh, turbo? <laughs> uh, ancient hero. Oh, man. I'll just I'll just go for full tilt embarrassment. The Giver. <laughs> no, it's actually um, it's actually Common Writer Zo or Zo, however oh. you want to say it. Oh, that suddenly makes more sense. Common Writer Zo. Suddenly, that review makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the superior version of Bee Woman is in that. Filtered through the mad genius of Keita Amamiya. Yeah. Okay. So Nathan, you have one the, 
four. <laughs> well, you have one out of four. Correct. You yeah. have one out of four. We have two more reviews left. Um, so good luck. Good luck. <laughs> the next one, uh, the pin ultimate, the, the, the pin ultimate, uh, question. Cute Sentai nonsense meant to encourage you to have trust in your friends and buy toys. There's a sinister butler in here, and I and you know that I love a sinister butler. Oh, well, that's interesting. Encourages you to trust your friend. What is it? How do they put it? Trust your friends? It says, cute Sentai nonsense meant to encourage you to have trust in your friends and buy toys. There's a sinister butler in here, and you know I love a sinister butler. Okay, Sentai kind of narrows it down a little bit. Of course, that could be someone com- speaking completely in ignorance, which would I would not put it past people. Unless I'm missing something, I can't think of a power. Not neither of the other Power Ranger movies have sinister butlers. Not that I can think of anyway. Oh, what the heck! Mighty Morphin the movie. I'm just gonna go for full tilt embarrassment. No, the correct answer is Ultraman Orb the movie. I'm borrowing the power of your bonds. No, I wanted my. I should have gone with my. Should have did what they told all of us when we were in college. When you're taking a test, you always go with your first instinct because your first instinct is probably right. My first instinct was Ultraman, but the fact that someone said Sentai nonsense, it threw me off horribly. Horribly. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nathan. Uh, And I was incorrect just a minute ago. You actually have two more left uh, because that was, you have, you have two more left. So I was incorrect there. This this is now the penultimate question. Sweet mother trucking Christ. Was this a, (laughs) did I write this? (laughs) No, sweet mother trucking Christ. Was this a spastic movie? I was constantly confused during it. Part of the problem is that I've seen most of the original potato and potato. So the newer potatoes were new to me. And since the movie clearly was not designed for the casual fan or even a newbie, I was lost. But the thing, but the thing is the movie starts being about potato his who is a potato whatever that means and you think uh, you think it'll be a journey but then halfway through the movie switches and goes into in goes and it's actually about potato and there's a father son thing with potato i don't think a fully i don't think a fully green screen movie is is good for something like this because it makes everything look cheap, even cheaper than characters crushing model cities. Also, I can't tell most of the potatoes apart. Does that make me potato racist? Does that make me potato racist? <laughs> oh my God. That's, a, that's a lot of potatoes. <laughs> that is a lot. Of potatoes, but it sounds like, if I'm understanding it correctly, this is a potato, it sounds like this is a potato crossover that is a sequel to all the, the, the father sent the Mega Monster Battle, the last thing I was on to talk about on this show. 
<laughs> Correct. You got that one right. You, you finally got another one right. I did. I got another one right. I was thinking, it's like, he's not going to be mean and throw in like one of those common Rider Sentai crossover movies that nobody outside Japan has seen, right? <laughs> Honestly, I thought about it. Um, That's because you are... Uh, I probably can't say that on this podcast, but. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Nathan, going into the final question, you are four to two. So there's no way you can win, but the good thing is you can redeem your Toku card by answering this question correctly or uh, guessing this review correctly. So yeah. well, unless you've got, uh, you know, you're doing this crowd, uh, Steven Crowder style. It's seven plus you know, seven plus one. <laughs> you forgot the one in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I didn't, I wasn't that clever this time around. Okay. <clears throat> Are you ready? All right. Put your thinking cap on. Uh, okay. I need a power ranger helmet or something right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, want a drinking game? Take a shot every time you ask yourself, why did they potato? Also, the water on Earth the mo- is the water on Earth must be powerful AF to cause a potato to de-potato. You cause the you you cause the potato powers to stop. You be strong, I guess. For, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. For some potato for some potato fans, why did they give up the potato powers outside of running out of Japanese footage? We give up we give up some strong ass stuff for driver ed potatoes. This idea was a this idea was a sign that potato needs to go. Also, is potato bio, is is potatoes biology okay after potatoing and depotatoing here and in the series? Potato powers are lame. Major credit for this season, almost ruining the series without its without this hilarious disaster. I would have never gotten to see potatoes in space. Shift shift into potato. The keys didn't even go in the into the potato. Uh, this is legendary. <laughs> you decided to end on a softball, didn't you? Wait, then about. I put about two sentences. I'm like, I already got it. As soon as you brought up the whole you know, water must be powerful AF, I'm like, I already know. You get up right now. I, you, I mean, keep reading the review for the sheer entertainment of it. Well, I already know the answer to this. This is cutie. I know I'm kidding. This is a Power Rangers movie. <laughs> Good job, Nathan. Good job. Um, you didn't do too bad. Honestly, you didn't do too bad. Uh, you didn't win, uh, obviously. Definitely. Um, you, you didn't win. Um, but you did get three Can out of the point. You did, half a point for getting common for at least common writer in that first one. Um, if this were Travis, you would, but since it's me, no. Uh, jerk. <laughs> well, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I will wear it proudly, sir. Um, so, listener, if you thought that game was entertaining, please let us know. If you would like to have more games uh, just like this one show up on the podcast, also let let us know as well. Uh, we're also uh, we're always looking for something new to do on the podcast when we have a slow news week or a slow ish news week like we're doing today. We could have had a really busy news week, Nathan. 
But again, I am barred from talking about the major news story of this week because someone decided to take a week off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, we can now get into our main topic. But Nathan, before we do, I actually have a word from our very good friends at Toku Toy Town. Uh, Toku Toy Town is an online shop committed to bringing serious serious collectors and casual fans alike the very best, rarest, and coolest in the world of Safube, Tokusatsu toys, and kaiju collectibles. Their team strive to be the first place you look when hunting down that elusive Marusan, the M1 with the unique colorway, or that personal Bandai Holy Grail. Most importantly, they understand the journey because they are collectors too, and they've been incredibly generous to provide our listeners with a discount code for 10% off your next purchase at tokutoytown.com. Unlimited uses, no minimums to buy, just use Kaiju Weekly, that's K-A-I-J-U-W-E-E-K-L-Y at checkout and receive 10% off your next purchase from tokutoytown.com. And I can personally attest that they are a fantastic service. I have ordered from them before. I have uh, been grabbing a couple of their uh, Sentai things when they come in. I have a couple of, uh, I got a couple of things uh, that had to do with Die Ranger a couple of weeks ago from them, and they are fantastic. They're shipping, they ship uh, from way across the country from me, but their shipping is incredibly fast and incredibly secure and incredibly well packaged when it comes to me. And that, and as a collector of rare and expensive things, that matters to me a lot. So with that, we are going to be getting into officially our main topic for this episode. And Nathan, would you like to tell our listeners what the main topic is? We are going to be discussing, and you're welcome. This was my suggestion to help you fill in the gap. Oh, don't come on now. Don't, don't take too much credit for yourself. <laughs> I'm only taking a tiny bit. You can have the rest. Sure. Oh, okay. Your sure. show. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. I only saved you from a gap. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> At least I have gap insurance now. Yeah, yeah yes. Gap insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by shopping at the gap. Is that is that how you do it? Yeah. I mean, they do have some snazzy jeans. Yes. Anyway, we're talking about the birth of Ultraman. So, which is really interesting because I never thought I would actually see Ultraman as a baby. That was a little bit strange, but I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> It's like what? What in the world were you watching? Well, ultra babies are a thing. That's true. Ultra ultra babies are a thing. You are correct. But no, this was actually a live stage show. This has a really interesting history. This was actually a live stage show that was put together and shown on July tenth. Uh, uh, make sure I get the na- uh, the year right. Uh, Nineteen sixty six. Because originally, uh, Ultraman was supposed to premiere that uh, was supposed to premiere a week later, but the the TV network TBS kind of pulled the rug out from Subaraya at the time, so mm-hmm. they come up with something because they thought they were going to air the last episode of Ultra Q, but mm-hmm. they didn't like that last episode, and since it wasn't a monster centric episode, they told them now we're just going to pull it where and we're going to have you premiere the show a week early and they're like well darn it we don't have the episode ready and we're not going to have the episode ready so we got to come up with something so they did this live stage show that uh, i actually have it here in the in the booklet it was actually filmed at the suganami kukaido hall in tokyo 
Okay. So they filmed it and then they aired that in the Ultra Q time slot. And then the next week was the first episode of the original 1966 Ultraman Ultra Operation number one. Hmm. So it's fitting that we're talking about this since for a while, Kaiju Weekly, I can't say you and Travis necessarily, but Kaiju Weekly was going through Ultraman a couple episodes at a time. And this is, I guess you could call it the, not really the pilot. Or it's not even. I I don't know. I don't know if I would call this the pilot or or just a TV or a made for TV special. I feel like this is just more of a made for TV special. Uh, more of a t- uh, yeah. I think made for TV special works like- because in the middle of the in the middle of the stage play, uh, they show clips from an, a random episode of Ultraman where he fights another kaiju. Um, yeah. So that that was towards the it was towards the end. Yeah. It was towards the it was towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There are a couple of clips from the actual show, but for the most mm-hmm. part, it's an actual stage play. And if you want a plot breakdown, I'm just going to read it straight from the booklet here because it summarizes it very nicely. So it goes like this: Monster Professor unleashes a horde of kaiju that includes familiar faces from. Ultra Qs such as Kanegan and M1, alongside new Ultraman monsters like Alien Baltan, Red King, Antlar, and Naranga. As the science special search party struggles to stop the rampaging beast, Ultraman arrives to save the day. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. Which, it's a really interesting little thing. It's just, I, I went into it not knowing, because... Uh, I'd had this set sitting on my shelf for a while and honestly I forgot I even had it when you brought this up to do it I was like oh crap I don't even have that and I thought oh crap oh it's in the it's in the rebirth it's in the birth of Ultraman set that that uh, there was the deep discount exclusive yeah and um year yeah, it's been like it's been like a year ago yeah you're right I think I think so it's yeah. been like a year ago it, uh, deep discount had another Ultraman day exclusive but it was just another set of uh, remastered dubbed episodes. Right. Yeah. The Trials of Ultraman is the current one. Yeah. And that's the other part that uh, was a big selling point in this set was that you got a handful of remastered dubbed episodes. Mm-hmm. But uh, they also threw this in. And my understanding is until they had this, this was kind of considered a bit of lost media no one thought yeah it's not great quality like when you watch this don't like if you have the set or if you if you've not watched this yet or if you plan on trying to grab it somehow um don't expect like tremendous quality but it's super interesting to watch and i'm sitting here um i'm sitting here watching it and i'm really kind of just i'm not, not i'm not so much interested in the story but I'm just interested in how they portray the the essence of Ultraman on stage. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is this was meant to introduce the kids and the audience to <laughs> Ultraman. So this is the first time you see Ultraman in anything. And so I went into it. I was like, okay, I know it's going to be this. It's going to be a stage show and mm-hmm. it's going to be introducing Ultraman. And so I, I had certain expectations, but I wasn't expecting things to play out the way that they did it's something of a musical at points uh kind of, yeah kind of because they have uh what were the name uh what was the name of the uh the singing troupe the gentleman that would sing the uh did you catch the name of them that they would sing the ultraman's same theme song 
I didn't catch their name. I just called them the the barbershop quintet. <laughs> yeah, the Ultraman quintet. Um, yeah, the Ultra quintet. Yeah, which, the was, <laughs> which is really which is really interesting because they could have just easily played the theme or something over top in yeah. in from the PA system, but they chose to do it that way, which I thought was was actually really cool. Like yeah. I, I really th- I really thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Well, and it, it's a really different version than the theme song if you've been watching the show because mm. on the show it's kids who sing the right. theme. this one it's actual like when I say but you know barber like they sound like a barbershop quartet they sound like a barbershop quartet <laughs> like they yeah. got deep manly voices and they're singing about ultraman yeah (laughs) yes yes it's just picture if you've ever listener if you've ever heard a barbershop quartet just picture that but in japanese yeah it's so weird i was just like why isn't this version of the theme song released more often because this is this is so weird and interesting i feel like this is just a little like time capsule in his in toku history though that's what it feels like to me yeah also, I, and you said this to me uh, a few hours ago before we uh, sat down to record this. Just like this thing is so freakishly wholesome, and it's like, yeah, it is. Oh, it, it totally is. It's so freakishly wholesome. Like it's even so. It's so much more wholesome. I mean, not that 1966 Ultraman was not made, not kids kid friendly, because for the most part was. But this is even more wholesome, in my opinion, than even the main show was. Yeah, or even Ultra Q at that time. Like this was super wholesome because they got, uh, they got audience participation from the children in the audience. Uh, Kids were not playing along. No, they, they weren't, but it was, it was fine. Surprised. So it's like, because the part of the story in this is that you have uh, the, because you have the, you know, the quintet, the, you know, the barbershop, Mm -hmm. the ultra fives, we'll call them the ultra fives. Right. (laughs) And then you have these three, kaiju thieves monster thieves <laughs> quote yeah 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 come in and because uh, the 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 monster professor who hilariously says i'm ag subaraya so we're kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit here Dude, you're not ag subaraya like, you look nothing like him yeah that was the first thing that threw me off when i was watching this i'm like holy crap we're breaking the fourth wall here mm-hmm. for I'm sure yeah Mariah, the world's greatest monster tamer and i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, thank you because i uh, i just finished your jason and the argonauts episode so i'm sending her things like did harryhausen ever do something like this because this would be hilarious mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway and he said he's got all of these kaiju stashed away in this I don't know what he called it, but it was basically like this giant box that had this turn. Uh, had this you know, it, feel it on kinda, it. Kind of reminded me of the Monster Matic from Power Rangers. It did <laughs> to, to bring it to bring it back to like other Henshin Hero series. It kind of reminded me of the Monster Maker that uh, Fenster used in Power Rangers and in Jew Ranger. Yeah, uh, because it had that same basic shape and it had a big wheel on the side of it. You could turn it, and it just kind of supposedly pumped out mon- it just created monsters or whatever and it was just it was just really quirky and really fun I thought. yeah and this one is supposed to be he's housing them in there and they uh, he's tamed them so they do what he says and all of that mm-hmm. you know because he's he's like oh major super and so he what he hears that there are thieves that are coming in want mm-hmm. to kidnap all the kaiju so they show up in the back of this amphitheater 
and they have microphones and they banter with each other. They're having, they don't quite slap each other around as much, but I'm get, I was getting very definite Three Stooges vibes from them. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Bantering back and forth. And then like, hey, what's just the kids about this stuff? And then they start to ask the, so it's, it's, so I'm like, okay, they probably had that initial bit scripted and now they're just going and talking to the kids. And that's got to be completely just improvised at that point. Well, it has to be, yeah work with what the kids say but the kids- because these kids these kids aren't even playing around they're not even they're not even playing along they're at yeah. goof around with you you know <laughs> so- and maybe maybe now i'm just gonna say that maybe it's a it's a difference in culture because this is totally like this is not a stage play like you would see in in america um Maybe it's just a difference in culture where the kids were just a little bit more soft-spoken and they didn't quite, you know, get into the production of it. You say that, but then when, uh, you know, but when uh, things got a little bit crazier on stage, the kids were, <laughs> the kids were. Uh, rowdy, yeah. 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 They were like, they're like, like, beat, they're like, beat him up, beat him up. We want more. We <laughs> want more. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was, it was good stuff. Yeah. And then. Uh, there was one kid at toward the end of the thing who knew a camera was on him and he could he could roll his eyes into the back of his head like he was the undertaker. <laughs> I think he was trying to um, I think what he was doing was he was trying to mimic um uh shoot uh the little the little the little red guy that always the, the Kenny of the Ultra Universe. Um, oh, uh, it's Pigmon, Pigmon, Pigmon. It's yeah. a, it's but it's the I think it's supposed to be the Ultra Q version, so it's not. The, uh, that's Garumon, maybe not Garu. Garumon. I, is it Garumon? I uh, maybe I hope that's not a Digimon. For anyone out there, please don't like if that's a Digimon by if I just said a Digimon name by mistake, please let me know. Um, but I think it was Garamon uh, that he was imitating because they are bring like you're right they are bringing Tokusat they are bringing suits and monsters in from Ultra Q and there was a Pigmon or Garumon monster in uh, Ultra Q, but it was really interesting to watch this, um, and it seems like they made like a they didn't make a big deal like I thought they would of Ultraman's entrance into the stage play. Like I thought that he would come in with either more fanfare or like more pyrotechnics, something. But he just kind of opened the door and bam, he's there. He's Ultraman. Yay, come to save the day. Okay. Okay. I, I, we're not, I noticed we're not really doing the uh, positivity sandwich thing here, but not really. I'm going to tell you right now, my, my big ding against this thing is for something called the birth of Ultraman. There is a surprisingly, there is surprisingly little Ultraman in this. He doesn't show up. I timed it. He, this thing's 26 minutes long. He doesn't show up until 14 minutes in. Mm-hmm. He's only in it for a couple of minutes. And Half of that is actually a clip from the show. Was he in it though? Was he in it three minutes though? Yeah, that is a good question. Was he in there three minutes? I'll have to but, time that. But then he and then he makes one more brief appearance later. But it's again just another clip from the show. By the way, all of this is in black and white, and the clips they show of the show that are in black and white aired yet. That's also in black and white, but it was filmed in color, so that was a little <laughs> weird too. It was. 
It was. Uh, it, it made me think, was there a black, is there a black and white version of the original Ultraman series out there in existence? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I know the show was filmed in color. They were told, it actually says yeah. in the booklet, they were told to film this in color because they wanted to market it overseas. So it had to be in color. Mm-hmm. But Ultra mm-hmm. Q was in black and white. And so then after that, so we get, you know, the quartet, the kaiju thieves, uh, you know, Professor Natsuburaya. And, <laughs> and, uh, plot that, twist. Plot yeah. twist, Nathan. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plot twist. The uh, Well, I ha- I'm getting to that because then they actually, this was interesting. They actually bring in the cast from the Ultraman show and it's the characters and the actors and they come mm-hmm. in, they've got their costumes and everything. Like they are decked out like they uh, like you would see them on the show, and then they run up on stage and they start wrangling the monsters and stuff like that, and then they go over to this to the monster professor and they're like, "You're not A.G. Subaraya. He's not that fat." <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, well, you are, "He could make all the monsters do what he says. You can't do that." He's like, "Yes, I can." And they list the monsters out, and then they're like, "It just chaos." Chaos, and then and then they bring the real E.G. Subaraya on stage. Yeah, yeah, and then they talk more about what the show is and what it's going to be about, and they start hyping the show a little bit more. You meet, and you actually meet the cast. Yeah, you, know, we, you meet the cast. That one was funny because they don't introduce themselves as the actors; they introduce themselves as the as the characters. And some of their some of the ways that they describe themselves are a little bit funny. Hayata doesn't even say he's Ultraman. Mm-hmm. No, not but at he, all. I noticed that. But the way he talks, the way he describes himself was really weird. Because he said, like, I am an immortal. Like, what? So my favorite one was actually Morimatsu. And he just simply described himself as the hard-ass leader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what they said it's what they said on stage. And it's, it's just really funny that that was... I mean, I guess... Japanese kid sensibilities and American kids sens- American television, American kid sensibilities is a lot different. So uh, with the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that. But the funniest one that I thought was that you had Fuji come up and she int- she said, On Ultra Q, I was this character and now I'm Fuji. And I'm like, that's only a little bit confusing. I thought you were supposed to be the character, not the actress. What? Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, but, you know, regardless, they're just kind of introducing themselves to the audience, introducing themselves to the parents, introducing themselves to the kids, trying to get it's it's basically this whole production is just one big, like hyped up advertisement for the Ultraman series. that's going to be coming. It's it's I don't want to I don't want to degraded as a publicity stunt but it kind of was a publicity stunt yeah and not only that it was a publicity stunt that was put together at the last minute because yeah i i know i know that it was i know that the history of this little stage play was like it was very expedited like very expedited yeah uh because they didn't have anything else to show like this. I think uh, the first episode of Ultraman aired on July on Sunday, July 17th yes. of 1966. This aired what Saturday, July oh, it 16th. Aired the, 10th, the week before. That's why oh, I aired. The, okay. So it aired the week before. July 10th, that's why July 10th is Ultraman day. 
Okay. Okay. It's still celebrated as Ultraman Day. Okay. So, okay. I, I thought for some I was getting my days mixed up. I thought Ultraman Day. I actually thought Ultraman Day was on the 17th because that's the official first episode of the 1966 Ultraman show. Yeah. But because so. Ultraman was unveiled to the world on the mm-hmm. 10th with this little stage play, <laughs> the stage show, the, mm-hmm. uh, that's Ultraman Day. Right. Okay. Yeah, but like so, I said, for a lot for a long time, it was considered lost media. No one really had it. What they and if they did have it, it was terrible quality. Now you can get this little set that you know it's the right set because it has cover art by Alex Ross, who's an incredible comic book artist, one of my favorites. Indeed, uh, yes. It's been probably remastered as best as it can be. It's not in high definition. But oh it, no! Title. And it's only in Japanese. There's no dubbing to this. Yeah, yeah. but it is subtitled. Yes, it I, is. It I, is subtitled. Best when I first put the disc into the Xbox to watch, I was a little scared because I'm like, it says it's not available in English. I'm like, please don't tell me this is just a raw file and there are no subtitles. That's going to make <laughs> this episode really awkward. <laughs> that's what. That's what I was really afraid of too. I thought we were getting like the rawest of files to watch. I'm like. Okay, I mean, I can use my context clues and my knowledge of Ultraman lore to kind of piece together what the heck's going on here. But I really want subtitles. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, we, we had subtitles. And, you know, let's not start getting into Mill Creek and subtitles right now. But. I mean, sub, for the most part, I will say that Mill Creek's, Mill Creek's subtitles have been pretty good so far. Yeah, so I'm going to be honest with you. I am putting very serious thought into sending Mill Creek an email saying, Hi, I'm a professional writer and a podcaster and a raging fanboy. I am going to offer you my services to edit your subtitles and write your back cover copy because you're dropping the ball, guys. <laughs> yeah, there was some, there's been some, um, there's been some questionable subtitles and some questionable typos um even in this i noticed a couple of them they were Mm -hmm. three minor things usually Mm -hmm. missing commas and trust me people look when you're trust me nathan when you're working on something that is mass produced and very like like there's a lot of moving parts to it like uh, a piece of media like this a magazine Gonna be, you know, there's gonna be mistakes and there's gonna be some some typos, some just little minor things that I hope that per, for me personally did not break the experience. No, it didn't break the experience. It's just that unfortunately, <sighs> I can't not see them anymore. <laughs> oh, I know. It's it's the it's the teacher. It's the literary in you that you cannot unsee something. And yeah. and really, once I see it for the first time, I can't unsee it either. Very tangential, but my favorite, it's not so much a subtitle error, more like someone either didn't have time or desire to do this. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was a lack of resources or plain laziness, but in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, if you watch the Sony DVD, when you, you have the scene where the scientist is rattling off the name of this, it's not space titanium, but it's like some other metal with this long ridiculous name <laughs> the subtitles on the uh, in the subtitles on the Sony DVD it just has a bunch of question marks <laughs> here's a random thought just a random thought um 
I really want a keychain that looks like a replica replica of Space Titanium. Oh, the little piece that he had? Like the little piece. I think that would be a really cool thing to have. But anyway. Do you, do you happen to have people who are uh, who are artists of a different sort and can make that for you? Not Nicholas Blackler who makes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just seems like every time I ask for something, Nicholas, Nick, Nick comes through. Like Me? Nick... Gamorachu. I... <laughs> <laughs> Gamorachu. I think Gamorachu has been my favorite one so far, honestly. If I if I'm being honest, like the banana, the banana nipples was pretty good, but the Gamorachu has probably been my favorite so far. Um anyway. And it, but anyway, I digress. Uh so I mean subtitles, you're gonna see mistakes. Honestly, when 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 you start messing around with a lot of text, you're gonna get mistakes. There's I've caught so many mistakes while watching Super Sentai. Um, it's, and I just don't even, I just, it's I fine. I haven't seen any watching Super Sentai. I mean, I'm eight seasons in. I have. So I, yeah, I, I've just, I, well, I just finished, uh, uh, Car Ranger and I've already <laughs> seen Mega Ranger. I kind of dared you to do it too. <laughs> well, I mean, once I got about 10 episodes in, once I get about 10 episodes into Car Ranger, it wasn't all that bad. Yeah. Um, it oh, wasn't all that bad. Yeah. Speaking of Power Rangers. I you remember the bit where the the kaiju thieves are like I'm gonna go get a monster and he goes and he yeah. kind of has a yeah and he has a squeeing pig in his hands. Oh and my god! I felt so bad for the pig. I, did, <laughs> but, uh, I felt so bad for the piglet. Yeah, so they bring it out and they're like, "That's not a monster." And I was like, "You clearly haven't seen Pudgy Pig on Power Rangers." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes i didn't think of that thank you thank you for bringing that reference in um but there was no it was just joke after that was they found the pig but then out came pigmon (laughs) 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 oh yeah i mean the whole thing was the whole thing was I, I, for the most part i think that there are some there was some really like messy parts of it though like the the first the first interaction between the SSSSP, the, is it too many S's? It's three. Anyway, it's SSSP. Okay, For, uh, and the monsters, that choreogra- choreography, the fight choreography was a little bit, a little messy, a little messy there. <laughs> it was just For quotes there. Yeah, choreography in scare quotes uh, was a was 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 a big mess. Let's just be honest. Um, the funny thing is. I when I was watching this, I realized this is probably why there is a live stage show tradition in Subaraya, you know, in Supro. They still do live stage shows for old yeah. man. Like, they do. Yeah. They just they just had another one. It's up on. I think you can watch it on YouTube now. Yeah, uh, and I I know they still do it because it gets advertised every episode of trigger and mirror man basically everything that the uh, that super puts out there for the world to watch because good lord i was like yes i get it stage shows and you know they do just like they did in this they recycle the suits uh, you know so they'll they'll make a you know they'll use the same suits in the show for the for the stage show and vice versa and it's just so it started a tradition and it was something that they were basically told, oh, you have to do this because we're not going to air that 
last episode of Ultra Q because it doesn't have any monsters in it. We'll just we're gonna ignore the fact that it's a brilliant episode. We're just because <laughs> the last episode of Ultra Q is actually really good. Ultra Q in general was a really good series. It was it was a really really excellent series. Yeah. Um, so I so, do, I do feel a little bit sorry for Ultra Q, Ultra Q kind of getting the shaft a little bit for this, but. Mm. Like I said, it ended up being very serendipitous because mm. it set a lot of precedents that Supro still does to this day and honestly you know, helps keep them afloat. And also, you know, it, they, u- they use all the same things in both the tel- on both television and in these live shows. So I, yeah. I, I can't fault it. I can't fault it. Right. It's a little bit sloppy here, but then again, the original Ultraman's a little bit sloppy if you're used to the newer stuff. Right. I mean, it's, uh, there is a, there is a charm. There is a charm to uh, the original, the OG Ultraman that I think cannot be replicated. And I think that that charm is well done here. Like this is the, it lays the foundation for that, mm-hmm. that charming, lighthearted, kid friendly, extremely wholesome, at least in this case, extremely wholesome, uh, Henshin hero show, uh, the whole premise behind the, the quote Kaiju thieves. Yeah. The, the Kaiju thieves, right. The whole reason why they're even there, why they wanted to steal the monsters is because their kids wanted to see a monster. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it for their children. I mean, I mean, there's a, like, I feel like there's a lot to dissect there, uh, like the sensibilities of like some of the sensibilities behind why E.G. Subaraya did did what he did for Ultraman, the Godzilla franchise, etc. Um, you know, the his sensibilities were clearly reflected in some of that oh, yeah. dialogue uh, between the kaiju thieves because oh. because ultimately this is a kid show. This is a Japanese this is a Japanese children's show, uh, and. They just wanted to have monsters for their kids. They wanted to show monsters fighting heroes on screen. They wanted they wanted kids in that era to have someone to look up to. And I think that the stage show laid a great precedent for that. I can't fault it. I cannot I can't fault it for just being old and being low quality. Uh, I have to take it at face value for what I have to take what we are presented. Yes. And evaluate it for what for what with what we have, and what we have is is charming, it's campy, it's silly, but it's also extremely wholesome and and extremely interesting. And I think a time capsule and an important part of Henshin Hero and Tokusatsu history. I think you basically summed it up pretty well there. I I've, I don't have anything I could add on to that. I feel kind of dirty for doing this, but. We do have to give our Godzuki score. Uh, so, Nathan, what are your final thoughts and your Godzuki score for the birth of Ultraman stage play from 1966? I kind of just want to reiterate everything you just said there at the end. I, that was a great summation of all of this. It's an incredible time capsule. I think it's an important moment in the history of henshin heroes there isn't really anything that's like this the only thing i could think of that's coming to mind right now is the pilot episode for the original doctor who actually got made twice 
one, the first version did not air, but you can see it now. They have made it available on DVD for you to see, and it's interesting. And but the producers of the show were able to convince them to let them remake the pilot with some rewrites to the script, and mm-hmm. the show got accepted. So right. oh, oh, there's that. It's an, like I said, as you put it, it's an important moment. It really does show the the values that Subaraya, the man, and I think Subaraya, the company, really stood for. It's incredibly wholesome. Is it the most epic thing in uh, in Ultraman? Far from it. <laughs> so you, know, you, you have to go into it with a certain level of expectations. It's basically a glorified commercial. <laughs> yeah. I don't see a problem with that because it's it's incredibly endearing and charming. My only real problem, like I said, with it, you know, with all of those caveats, is there is a surprising lack of Ultraman in it. Mm-hmm. Something called the birth of Ultraman, and right. you, know, when you spend more than half of this special hyping your hero, and then he's barely in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have lived with it if it was you never see Ultraman until the end. So it's like, here he is, kids. It's Ultraman. Finally, it's Ultraman. But no, mm-hmm. didn't quite do that. But aside from that, I was thoroughly entertained. It's 26 minutes you will not regret spending with this yeah. little thing. And if you're an Ultraman fan, if you love Henshin Heroes, I can't recommend it enough. Definitely seek out that Blu-ray, that Blu-ray and watch this so with all of that said my godzuki score would be four out of five okay i will try to link a um i will try to link uh where you can get this blu-ray if it's still available i can't i haven't checked deep disc this was a deep discount exclusive on deep discount but weirdly enough i think it started to show up on amazon (laughs) Okay, if I can find it online, I don't think I don't imagine it being very expensive. So I'll try to link it in the show notes uh, for anyone interested in in grabbing this and checking it out for yourself, because I don't think you can see it anywhere else online. I don't think it's on YouTube. I don't think uh, you can even find it on archive or anything like that. But um, the only way to watch it is through this uh, special edition disc. But for me, I've already kind of already given my th- my final thoughts. So for me, my God, zoo score is the same thing it's a four out of five uh this is a fantastic little wholesome kind little wholesome uh time capsule uh that predates the ultraman that we know and love um and so yeah i think everyone should if you're a henshin hero enthusiast like we are uh or if you're just kind of wanting to dip your toe into ultraman and just kind of want a little bit of a history lesson or a little bit of uh idea of kind of how the show started I think this is a great little pickup. Um, I think I got the disc for around $20. It may still be around online for that much. And uh, it is still on deep discount for $17.33. See, that is not a bad price at all. Uh, So I will put a link in in the show notes for where you can pick that up. And I just encourage anyone interested just to go ahead and grab it. I mean, it's, it's a fun, you get some bonus. You're not just getting the stage play. You're getting this plus, I think about eight, um, eight or ten. Let me oh, eight or ten, eight or ten uh, dubbed versions of the sh- of the mainline show. Uh, I said remastered to boot. Rem- that's right, remastered and dubbed versions of the original Ultraman show. Um, an episode, so you get eight 
episodes total with the live show. Yeah. So not bad, not bad for a little, little, uh, little blip in, in tokusatsu history. So Nathan, um, don't have any mailbag this week. Unfortunately, I wish I could play the mailbag theme. Uh, but we do have to ask the trivia question for next week, because if you're new to this show, you, uh, we like to ask a trivia question that leads into the next episode of the podcast. And, uh, next week continues our, uh, space our out of this world monster month. I hope I'm getting that right. Our space monster month. We'll just call it space monster month. I, that sounds better to me anyway. Uh, so the trivia question for next week is what was the first science fiction tokusatsu film to be released in color? Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. Whatever could it be? Hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's the trivia question for next week. And the way you can answer that is by going to our Twitter and our social medias and answering. And we promise we will read any and all answers, no matter how silly or I, w- I was going to say, no matter how silly or inappropriate they are, we do have standards, people. <laughs> just, just, just be clear. We do have standards. Uh, just you I, make them silly. They make. make them- I don't think those standards are very high because uh, Elijah's answers. I'll just leave it at that. You know, eventually, I feel like the Yeti joke's going to die. Eventually, it has to. Like every good thing must come to an end, and this is definitely not a good thing, so it must end now. Well, there's only one way to end it. You have to. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Do you want that or Clifford? I mean, if they start, if the jokes start. You no, know, I'm, I'm more, the, the more I think about it, the more I'm warming up to Clifford, believe it or not, <laughs> over Yeti. Um, but you, but this, I was just saying, I'm just saying, God forbid that they start combining the two. I'm just saying. Oh, shut your mouth, no, Marchand. <laughs> we're not going. We're not going there. We're not going there. So, Nathan, thank you for filling in once again for being the captain of the Kaiju Weekly B Team. Um, do you have any shameless plugs before we head out of here? When do I not? <laughs> no, that's that's actually a legitimate question. Like that is a true. No truer statement has been made. When Marchand doesn't have any shameless plugs the world will end (laughs) there you go (laughs) when i have nothing uh, left to shamelessly self-promote jesus comes back i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm holding back the second coming but Anyway, I'll actually do this in a slightly different order. But since I am here primarily as because, well, I'm Michael's friend, at least I think I'm Michael's friend and Travis's friend, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm here because I am one of two co-hosts on the spinoff podcast to this show and to my show, The Henshin Men, a, sh- a podcast about the appreciation of Japanese superheroes and their high flying and high kicking adventures. Currently, Travis and I are going through the original Common Rider from 1971, and we just dropped just before, just a few days before this episode, what I think might quite possibly be our most entertaining episode ever because, well, so far anyway, because, well, giant flying rage squirrel. That's. <laughs> <laughs> you showed me the thumbnail and I'm looking, oh man, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow from this recording. 
but it'll be this will be two days after it drops so who boy anyway <laughs> so there's that and then obviously my main podcast is the monster island film vault of podcast seeking entertainment and enlightenment through tokusatsu yeah see you've heard it so much you can do it for me <laughs> I slipped into character there for a second, <laughs> which is a film appreciation podcast about all the same sorts of things that you guys cover on here. I I take that tagline very seriously. Yes, it is academic because uh, I am a ridiculous nerd and English major, and I do approach the movies from that side of things. I not only talk about the movies, but I also give the history and culture behind each one of them to hopefully enhance your appreciation of them. Well, also and I can talk about it since I'm not in character this time, but <laughs> there's also an ongoing storyline that uh, uh, within the podcast. So I actually had some people messaging me today who were catching up on it and they're like, what that happened? I'm like, yes, it did. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mr. Marchand. It was very epic. Yes. And actually, I'll just mention it here. Yes, that's why you're doing the funny voice, because you play a character on the show. Right. Right. Exactly. It's a lot of fun. I've had a blast doing it. Yes. So not only do you come on as a guest, because uh, I, I don't have a regular co-host. I bring a new guest on every week. And you have been on uh, my roster for quite a uh, for quite a while. Had you on a couple of times, and you play a character, uh, Mister William H. George the Third, Esquire, special envoy to the Monster Island Board of Directors. <laughs> it's, it's, it is it's William Horatio George the Third. Oh, good wow. sir. Yeah, well, the, I don't think the H, I don't think Horatio has actually been said on the show yet. Oh, okay. Uh, oops, a little bit, a uh, little preview, a little preview for the next episode, Nathan. Oops, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I am, uh, I am currently in the, <laughs> the throes of uh, production on the 50th episode, which will also be the show's second anniversary. And for those of you who are fans of the film vault, it's going to be a big deal. <laughs> going to be so I've or so I've heard. So yeah. I've heard. Yes. <laughs> but actually, I've been talking about it with you and some of our mutual friends for quite a while. And now I'm like, I actually have to make it happen. I'm so is it a case is it a case of coming in with a bang and going out with an explosion? Is that what uh <laughs> Sounds about right, actually. I mean, or, it involve it does involve a movie where Venus blows up. So yeah, oh, that's that's true. Yeah, I, just, I haven't seen that one in forever. I'm looking forward. I'm actually I'm look, I'm looking forward to episode fifty. Yeah, I just hope I can get it done on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I have very understanding fans. But anyway, you can check out the film vault. Uh, by going to its website, monsteronfilmfault.com, and that will also have links to all of the social media because it's on there. Well, there's the podcast has a Twitter, and then there are several associated Twitter accounts that you can find links to on there. It's also on Facebook. Uh, there's a Twitch channel, but I almost never use it. And there's a YouTube channel where I'll post some extra content, like some live streams. And you've been on a couple of the live streams. Uh, so we've had a good time there. We we did one that is still behind the paywall currently. You have to be a patron 
Now, that's another thing I should mention. You know, join MIFV Max on Patreon, and you can listen to myself, Mr. Michael, and uh, a Dandy Man, Danny Damana, talk about Dragonheart. So. <laughs> The dandy man can. <laughs> yes. And then also, like I've mentioned a few times here, I'm an author. You can check out my author page, which is NathanJSMarchand.com. And I had to use, yes, both of my middle initials because NathanMarchand.com was already taken. I'm going to find that guy. <laughs> and I'm going to have the monster thieves kidnap him. So... <laughs> 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 you love it anyway and then there's links of my uh, associated social media and all of that on the website i'm gonna spare you all of it because i've gone into explanations for things a little more than i usually do so there you but go But you can find everything at um what is it monster island film vault.com correct yeah, and nathanjsmarchend.com mm-hmm. gotcha Those okay are important things to remember Okay, I will put links to those places in our show notes, as well as a link to the Henshin Men podcast, the uh, podcast that is hosted by you and my co-host for Kaiju Weekly, um, the biggest common writer fan that I know probably in existence, uh, Travis, uh, in the show notes. At least on this side of the Pacific. (laughs) At least, yeah, you're right. At least on this side of the Pacific. Um, I'm looking, I'm actually waiting for the day that he comes to you and says, Nathan, how would you like to do a jugless jugular podcast? (laughs) We were actually talking about what to do after, after we get through all 98 episodes of Common Rider. And I said, well, you know, we could do, you know, Ultraman Orb because it's got your your boy juggler in it. He's like, he, he actually said to me, I'm not kidding. You actually said to me. Just shows you that he has at least a little bit of self-consciousness. And he said, I don't know if the listeners could handle that much enthusiasm from me, you know, that many times in a row. And I'm like, you know what? Probably right. (laughs) My vote, my vote is still, you guys need to do at least a few episodes, a half of a season, something of a Sentai. My current vote for that would be actually O-Ranger or... Um, I don't know. I, I want to say Zhu Ranger, but I feel like I feel like people would only listen to Zhu Ranger because of its connection to Mighty Morphin. I feel like O Ranger is more interesting to talk about. Uh, Mega Ranger or even Ginga Man would be a lot of fun to talk about with you guys or for you guys. Currently, I'm at for Sentai for like the first Sentai that we cover. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking I'm uh, my top two votes are either Zhu Ranger because it'll bring in some Mighty Morphin fans to listen right. or Jetman because no one talks about Jetman. Oh, yeah. Jetman would be interesting. I've watched a few episodes of Jetman. I've really enjoyed it. A few episodes of Jetman, too. And it's ridiculous. And that is the only Sentai that's been made available in the U.S. that was not a Power Ranger series. But I think the only reason they did is because it almost was almost. the Power Ranger series. Almost, almost. I have a co- I have a copy of the Shout Factory Blu-ray. Um and it's it's a it's a it's a weird but fun little show. A lot like all the other Sentais. 
But uh, Nathan, before we get out of here, thank you once again for uh, being on, for for helping me out this week, uh, as you tend to do a lot lately, uh, and for having the discussion about the ultra, the rise, or I'm sorry, the birth of Ultraman stage play. Rise, it was a really, it, it was a really fun little discussion. I appreciate that. Rise of Ultraman was the second deep discount exclusive Blu-ray. Right. Uh, and also, thank you to our dear listeners and everyone out there in Radio Land for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly. All the links to our social media, as well as the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group, are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or your answers to the trivia question uh, to our email at kaijuweekly at gmail.com. A big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen Magazine. Issue 3 uh, is out. There are still physical and digital copies uh, digital copies still available. So go ahead and grab that. And um, more is coming. And more is coming. Yes, more. I'm sorry. Episode or uh, issue four is what is what you said. Sorry. Issue four is coming. Issue four hopefully will be out around Godzilla's birthday. So that's what I that's what we're aiming for anyway. Um, as of right now, we have everything edited. Uh, for, well, we have the we have the articles edited. We just have to lay everything out, uh, and so it's coming along. Actually, I'm I'm really happy with with ev- how everything has turned out so far. Uh, if you want to find out more about a Kaiju Ramen Magazine, you can go over to our website at kaijuramenmagazine.com. We also want to thank our dear, dear patrons, Taylor Ward, Nathan Marchand, Alex Cornett, Damon Noyce, and Shijer for supporting us on Patreon. If you'd like to help support this podcast and get some nice bonus content like advanced uh, like advanced content to Kaiju Rama Magazine, please support our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kaijuweeklypod. And there is actually one more thing that they can do to help support this podcast, and that is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review. And what that does is it's going to put this show in front of other kaiju, tokusatsu, and henshin hero fans just like you. It's going to help us grow. It's going to help us. It's going to help support uh, podcast, or it's going to help us support projects like Kaiju Ramen Magazine and all the other things that we have going on, uh, just by leaving a review a re- leaving us a nice review. And we promise we will read that feedback on a future episode. We're just going to mention that by supporting Kaiju weekly on Patreon, you're also supporting Henshin men. Apparently at least that's uh, what Thomas tells everybody. Yes, apparently so you are apparently supporting Henshin men, which, which is fine. I think Henshin men, uh, I think Henshin men is a great podcast. I like what you guys do. Uh, and it gives me a break. So I don't know if, I don't know what I would do if I had to run two podcasts in the week so yeah uh, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't I, I don't know what i'm going to do or what i would do if i had to run multiple podcasts during the week yeah mm-hmm. so with that the last thing we have to say is to help control the giant monster population have your eg subarayas spayed <laughs> or neutered <laughs> you're terrible you are so terrible <laughs> i hate you